Good morning. This is Pastor Bill Gay at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno. Uh, glad to have you with us this morning. Uh, I prepared a little message for us. Uh, Sunday here at church, I, I did a message on, uh, well, we are not, of, well, you know, we have to be in this world, but we are not of this world. This here kind of goes along with it. I'm entitled this message here, Our Home is in Heaven. And uh, I would like to share some things with you this morning. It's, uh, it's short, but I think it's just some things that, that we need to know. You know, there's many people out there who do not follow or believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they can't seem to understand why we do deny ourselves the pleasures of this world. You know, it seems foolish to them because they believe that we should enjoy as much of life as we can, just like they do, because, you know, there's that old saying, because there may be, because there may not be a tomorrow. You know, and that is so true. There may not be a tomorrow, but we don't know that. You know, we live day to day. We live believing that Jesus Christ is coming back at any moment, and when he comes back, we want to be ready for him and to take us into heaven. You know, the Bible teaches us here on this earth, it teaches us the Christian that, you know, that something that Matthew said in uh, Matthew 6, chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, it says, <clears throat> excuse me, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Where our treasure is, the things that we love, and that should be the things of Christ, His teachings, his word, because Christ was love. And, and, and we should be like him. Matter of fact, the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was in Jesus Christ. In other words, we ought to think like Jesus, act like Jesus, do what Jesus did, and to love each other as Jesus loved us. You know, Paul said it kind of like this in 2 Corinthians 4.18. He said, while we... And I just put this in parentheses. While we, the Christians, do not look at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are only temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, we can't see all the great and wonderful things that God has promised for those who love him. And uh, we, we have it in our hearts. We believe that these things are coming. We don't see them yet. And, but we know that God has made us a promise and we know that God is a God that cannot lie and God is a God that will stand by his promises of what he tells us. See, Abraham understood this and that's why he chose to live the way he did. You know, Abraham was a rich man, many, much livestock and land, but he lived in a tent. He didn't build some big fabulous house 
but he lived in a tent. It was just because, and he knew that this tent was just going to be temporary. The house that he would have built would just been temporary. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 9 through 10, this is how Abraham looked at things. He said, by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as he was in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, the same promise which God had promised Abraham, he also promised Isaac and Jacob. He says, For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He was waiting for that city. He was waiting to come into the presence of God in the city which God himself had built. The word here that, that he says where he waited, the word waited means to look ahead with expectation. How many of y'all have been out there and you have really waited on something and you were just, you were so excited because you knew it was coming and you just couldn't hardly wait for it to get here. You were looking at it with expectation of how wonderful and how great it was going to be. Well, see, that's what Abraham was doing. He had great expectations of seeing God face to face, of getting into that city which God had built. He wasn't going to be living in tents and wandering around. He was going to have a permanent home in the presence of God. You know, Abraham did not focus on the temporary things here on this earth. Or the, or the temporary, he did not focus on the temporary blessings of this life. Abraham was looking at what was to come. You know, and that's what we need to be looking at. We're looking at a world right now, there's so much going on, but we need to be focusing on what God has planned for us. This is just temporary. Everything going on here is just temporary. For all of this stuff too shall pass. And one day we will be in heaven just like what God had promised. You know, Abraham focused on the eternal blessings of heaven that God had promised, and Abraham focused on a city that God was preparing for his people. In this scripture, I want to, I want to, I want to look at two things that really stood out. I want, I want us just to see these two important things that this scripture is telling us about the heavenly city that God is building. Did you notice up there it said, first of all, he waited for the city which has foundations? As we read this, I thought about all how different this is from living in a tent. A tent has no foundation. It's only a temporary dwelling place. It has no stability. It has no strength. It has no endurance. But do you realize, notice it said that he waited for the city which has foundations. Do y'all realize the new city has 12 foundations? So stable, so strong, it is going to be there for all eternity. We'll never have to worry again about where we're going to live, what we're going to do, because we're going to be, have a city that's going to last for all eternity, and that's going to be our city. That's where we are going to be living. We're not going to have all the problems in that city that we are having now here in this world. It is going to be so totally different. See, this is how Abraham saw his life here on earth. It was just temporary. We here right now, we are just temporary. There was something greater and better waiting for him from God. Do you realize that whenever our time comes and God calls us home, that we have something so much greater and so much better waiting for us than what we have here? 
Just think about it. What did God say about heaven? There's no more tears. There's no more sorrow. There's no more crying. There's no more sickness. There's no more death. Every bit of that is right here, right now. We see it every day. But in heaven, there will be none of it. We'll just simply be in the loving and the presence of our Lord and Savior. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, it is going to be to the point there. You know, I've, I've loved, I've talked to a lady one time that was telling me that, that you know, I'm just saying what she told me, that, that there, she had uh, had what you call a, one of the near-death experiences. And she was talking. She says, man, after that experience and the things that I saw, she said, nobody wants to believe me, but she says, you know, I know what I saw, and I, I saw something so beautiful, so great, so wonderful. And it's just like, she said, I knew that I would have to, going to have to go back to earth, but I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. It was so beautiful. It was so calm. There was so much peace. You could, he said it was so different from anything on earth. And she says, you know, I tell people about this and how beautiful heaven was and all that. And nobody says, oh, yeah, sure, right. Uh -huh. Like, you know, she said, but I know what I saw. And she said, I can't hardly wait to get to heaven. And I know that my father-in-law, he had a uh, bypass on his heart. And during his time under the anesthetic, he, he dreamed that he went to heaven. And I, I didn't doubt this lady because one day when, when, when my wife's father was telling us about what he saw in heaven, it pretty well went along with what this lady told me. I had two different people tell me just almost identically the same thing of what they saw in heaven and how beautiful and how wonderful heaven is. Yeah, when the nurses come in and woke my dad-in-law up, he was so mad. He was so mad because they woke him up. He did not want to come back. He wanted to stay where he was at. But, and he did everything he could to try to go back to sleep, to try to get back into that dream, to try to get back into the presence of God, but he couldn't do it. But it was but just maybe a couple years that he did go to heaven. He did go to be with his Lord and Savior. And we knew where he was at, and we knew what he was seeing. You know, just like it has secure foundations. That, that, that is something we all need in our life is strong, secure, strong foundations. And as I read through this, like I said, I thought about the, how different it is from living in a tent. A tent, like I said, has no foundation. It's just temporary. It's ready to move at any time, go from place to place, and... That's, and that's how, like I said, that's how Abraham saw his life. It was just temporary. It was something, there was something greater and better waiting for him from God. In Abraham's mind, he thought, why worry about building, you know, a great house here on earth when it will just eventually pass away? And it will. It will just eventually pass away. But his home in heaven was totally different. His home in heaven had a foundation no doubt this means more than just concrete foundations that we put under a house. He knew about the foundation, the strength, the 12 foundations. What the Bible is telling us is that heaven is secure. It's stable. It will endure for all eternity. When we get to heaven, we never have to worry about leaving. We never have to worry about repairs on our house. We never have to worry about dying again, sickness, 
sadness, or anything. Because we're going to be in the presence of God, and in the presence of God, there is none of those things. There's only joy in the presence of God. And, this, and, and, and secondly, I want us to see this house was, is being built, who? By God himself. It said, whose maker and builder is God. You know, the word builder here means that God is also the architect. He designed your house for you. And the word maker means that God is the one who is building our house in heaven. There's not going to be no flaws. It is going to be perfect, just like he is. And when we think about how magnificent, just think of it. Have, let me ask you a question. Have, I want a good story Calm night. Have you ever just sat out and looked at the heavens? Have you ever seen how magnificent the universe is with all of its beauty? You see all those stars up there sparkling around. You see stars shooting across the sky. I mean, it's, it is so beautiful. And, and this is what heaven will be like. We ask, is heaven on, its, on the inside? Is it as beautiful as the outside of heaven? Well, you know, in 1 Corinthians 2.9, Paul says something. And, I, and this is so true. He says, but as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, neither has entered it into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. God, for those of us that love God, believe in God, serve in God, walk with God, we can't even begin to imagine how beautiful heaven is going to be. Like I said, we have nothing here on this earth to compare it to. We see things that are beautiful. Say, boy, I hope there's something like this in heaven. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be so much better in heaven, so much brighter, so much clearer. It's just the, the peace itself is going to pass all understanding that man has. You know, the book of Revelation tells us that heaven has streets of gold. Walls that are adorned with precious jewels. Beautiful doors of solid pearl. And then it tells us also in Revelation 21, 23, that there will be no need for the sun or moon. It says, for the glory of God will light up heaven. Just the glory of God itself will light up heaven. There's not going to be any sun, not going to be any moon. There will be no need for it. But there's something else that is even more wonderful about heaven. In Revelations 21, 3, it says, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. Can you imagine dwelling, living, walking in the presence of God daily? It says, And they shall be his people. We're going, we, we belong to God. We're his. And God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. Can you imagine living in the presence of God Almighty? Today we see God through the eyes of faith, but one day we'll look up and we'll see him face to face. Can you imagine? I don't even know if we can, I don't even know if we can even, when we look at God's face, I don't even know if we can stand or not. Kind of like that song, and when I looked up on him, I fell on my face. I mean, it's going to be so powerful. It's going to be so wonderful. It's going to be so great to be in God's presence. God revealed all of these things to Abraham. 
And it changed the way he looked at his life as he walked on this earth. The way he lived his life. You know, when we think about the things of heaven, when we think about God's love, it really ought to change our lives. We ought to be living for God, serving God, acknowledging God, witnessing for God. And when God really, when God does something wonderful in your life, which that is constantly, he, you know, God does a lot of things in our life that we don't even know, that we don't even realize. His hedge of protection around us. Don't tell them how many times God has kept us from danger, car wrecks, sickness, or everything else that we didn't know about. He just placed his hedge of protection around us and to protect us. He loves us. And uh, see, not only will we be Willing, not only was, was, excuse me, I'm sitting here, I've got tears in my eyes just thinking about, not only was Abraham willing to leave his family and to leave his friends behind, but he was also willing to dwell in tents. He was willing to live like a stranger in a, in a whole different world. His mind was so filled with the expectation of heaven that it delivered him from the ways of this world. When we have an expectation of how great heaven will be, how great being in the presence of God will be, that ought to deliver us from many things of this world that are out there tempting us, drawing us in to do, and so forth. When we think about God and all his love and how much he, need, how much he wants us in his presence, we ought to be striving in our life to live like Jesus has asked us to live. You know, Jesus walked this earth. He gave us an example of how to live our life for God. It says that we should have the mind of Christ. And that's right. We should have the mind of Christ. When we read the Bible, we look at what, what Jesus has, has said, what he's talked about. We see his love. We see his miracles. We see his mercy. We see his grace. We see his healing power. We see, we see so much from, from Jesus simply because of his love. And he loves us like that. He truly loves us. Have you ever thought about where you're going to be when your time of death comes? Will you be in heaven? Will you be in Jesus' presence? Or will you be in hell? That's the only two choices we have, heaven or hell for eternity. Jesus says to believe upon him and we shall have eternal life. To believe upon him, walk with him, serve him. Get him into your heart. Live for him. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Just like, it's just, just like the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever should believe upon him should not perish. Perish simply means to be separated from God for all eternity, but should not perish, but have everlasting life in his presence. Friends, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, I would ask you today to think about what we've just said and how wonderful and great heaven is and the only way that you're going to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus himself said. He gave us those words. For I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes to the Father but through me, through faith in Christ and what he did on that cross for us. When we believe that and we accept Christ, you have eternal life. This is just something that we need to think about. 
I'm sure many people out there, probably all of us, at one time or another, we've thought about when this life is over here, where will I spend eternity? Where will I spend eternity? That's a good question to ask yourself. But you need to be honest with yourself when you ask that question. Just simply ask yourself, do I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Have I accepted him as my Lord and Savior? Am I serving him? Am I walking with him? Is my faith in him? If you can say yes, I'm going to tell you right now, you have eternal life in heaven. If you, if you have to say no, I'm not serving God, I don't believe in it, then I'm sorry, but you will not make it to heaven. You yourself make that decision. Many people say, well, why? If God is a God of love, why would he send people to hell? Simply look at them and say, God did not send anybody to hell. That's the choice you made yourself. You had a choice of where you would spend eternity. You chose hell. God just simply honored your request. So I hope today, if you're out there and you have never accepted Jesus Christ, that you will do that today. We, not, we do not know what tomorrow will bring, but we do know that tomorrow if we die with Jesus in our life, we have eternal life. I want to thank you all for being here today, and I would like to pray with you right now. Father God, I come to you. I'm thanking you for eternal life. I'm thanking you for your love, your mercy, your grace, and all your goodness. I'm thanking you for what you have done for the people. Lord, now it is up to us to accept you and believe in you as our Lord and Savior. Lord, when we do that, it says when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised you from the dead, then, Father, it says we shall be saved. It tells us that whosoever, I don't care what you've done, where you've been, anything about your former life, but it says now, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you come up, call upon the name of the Lord, and you believe it in your heart, God comes into your life. Can you do that today? Can you believe, can you accept Jesus Christ and know that you have eternal life? Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, we just give you praise and we give you glory, and we thank you now in Jesus' name. I want to thank you all for being out there, and I will see you next Wednesday at 10 o'clock. God bless each one of you and your families. Until then, may God bless and keep you. In Jesus' name, amen.